We are so glad to have a visiting speaker with us tonight, Brother Richard Wright. He comes to us from uh, the Jamaica School of Preaching and Biblical Studies via Cleveland, Tennessee. Now that's kind of odd, isn't it? I never did know anyone that came from Jamaica via Cleveland. But we're glad that he is with us tonight. He is accompanied by his brand new wife, uh, Shaylin, and her parents, Danny and Thelma Jones. They are here with us tonight. We appreciate their presence, and they brought a whole slew of friends with them, and so we're glad of that. We're glad that they're here with us tonight. Uh, Richard is going to be graduating in April from the School of Preaching in Jamaica, and he knows the uh, East Side congregation in Cleveland because they have helped to sponsor him throughout his uh, schooling. He is uh, he enrolled in a four-year institute of uh, preaching uh, a preaching university in in Jamaica, and so he's getting ready to graduate. Uh, we are also thankful, and I want to mention this. Uh, we have some visitors from the Chattanooga Valley Church of Christ with us tonight, and we're thankful that they are here. They're friends with Matthew and Shane Brown, and they brought them. And as we have a whole row of them, they had to kick Shane out, put him on the front bench. He probably needs to be on the front row, don't you? <laughs> We're glad they're here. So if we could just get this crew to come all the time, boy, we would really enjoy that. But we're thankful that uh, for Richard. We're thankful for what he's dedicated his life to. And Richard came and spent a few days with me. And uh, uh, he called it interning. I called it getting a little free labor from someone that was willing to work hard. And so that's what we did. We did some door knocking, and we visited some of our members who are in assisted living homes. And so they really enjoyed Richard coming and visiting with them. You know, they always enjoy uh, young people to come and visit, and they, they appreciated his coming with me and, and uh, spending time with them. And we appreciate him for that. So he's going to come and speak to us tonight. Brother, come speak to us. Good evening, everyone. It is wonderful to be here. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to present the Word of God and share my knowledge with everyone here Um it is a wonderful feeling to know that you're welcome wherever you go in the Lord's church. I'm a long way from home, but when I find myself among the saints, I know that I'm always welcome. And it has been a welcoming and warming experience to be with you here tonight thus far. And I hope that by my presentation of the Word of God, that someone will be encouraged. We will be studying tonight, or our lesson will be from the book of Job. We'll be reading Job chapter 13 and verse 15. Job chapter 13 and verse 15. In the book of Job chapter 13 and verse 15, Job says, Though he slays me, Yet I will trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. When we think of the book of Job, many people think about suffering. Many people think about patience. 
When we think of the book of Job, there are some that think about... Give me a minute. <laughs> there are some that think about how God can bless someone through their diligence and their patience. And tonight, I want to use this text and other texts from the book of Job and from the word of God to show us that when we are going through our individual struggles, when we are going through our individual um, temptations, that if we just have patience and if we are willing to do the things and stick by our Christian principles, then we, like Job, can endure through our sufferings and we can gain great rewards and blessings from our patience. The book of Job is frequently read. Now, many people know the story of Job. But I think there are sometimes that people fail to understand that this isn't fiction. Job was real. He lived on this earth. He was a real living character. And the Bible gives an account of what his life or a part of his life, what it was. And so we will note from the book, if we read in chapter 1, chapter 1 tells us that Job was a faithful man. In verse 1 it says, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. The book of Job also tells us about Job that he was a man that was wealthy. In verse 3 it says, Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 7,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large also, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. It also tells us that Job was a man of worship. He was a spiritual leader of his household. In verse 5, it says, So it was when the day of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would raise early in the morning and offer burnt offering according to the number of them all. For Job said, I may be... It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts, just though Job did regularly. And so Job was a real man. He really lived on this hurt. The book of Job teaches us that it doesn't always, it isn't always a result of unfaithfulness that we go through sufferings. You know, some people think that, okay, I will only go through a period of testing or a period of suffering if I am not faithful to God. But the book of Job shows us that it is not always so. Faithful Christians also endure struggles. We also go through things where we're faith or faith is tested. And so, 
tonight as we as Christians, I'm sure I have my struggles. We all have our struggles. I hope that by studying how Job dealt with it, that we can also deal with our and endure our sufferings. Job, the first thing Job did to endure his suffering was that Job was devoted to God. That's the first thing Job did. He showed devotion to God. When you, thought, when you think of Job's situation, it was a man who he had lost his children, a man who lost his wealth, a man who, as the story progressed, lost his health. It was a man who his friends turned on him because the philosophy at that time was that man only suffers as a result of their unfaithfulness. And so Job's friends were convinced that the reason you're suffering is because you've been unfaithful to God. And so his friends were rebuking him in that manner. And when you think of all this that one man went through, Job was still devoted to God. In the book of Job, chapter 1, and verse 20, it says, Job rose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. You see, Job's devotion to God helped him to realize that in this time of suffering, there, what I need is God. Many times we're going through things and we find all other solutions or think of all other things, but we forget God. But Job, it says, Job fell to the ground and he worshipped God. Torn clothes and shaved head back then represented mourning and it represented a, a, a sense of devastation. But when it says Job fell to the ground, part of Job falling to the ground was to show that he was hurting, that he was in pain. It was to show that he was grieving. But a big part of Job falling to the ground was to show his devotion to God. It was a recognition that God was higher than he was. And in that state that he found himself in, the only one that could help him was God. He understood that I needed to be, I need to be humble, humble and ask for the help of God. And so the, the book of Job says, Job fell to his knees and he worshipped God. And this is proof of Job's devotion to God. Job was not only devoted to God because he realized that God was higher and if I was going to get through this, I needed the help of God. But Job, I guess when he considered the question, is this enough to, to make me turn away from God? 
is lose is the loss of my children and wealth and health and when he considered is this enough to make me turn away from God Job didn't think it was enough Job thought I am going to still be devoted to God this isn't enough to make me turn and when we are going through our different struggles we need to ask ourselves the question is this Enough to make me turn away from God? Is this worthy of my giving up of my faith? And when Job considered the question, the book of Job recorded his statement in chapter 13 and verse 15. And he says, though he slays me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my ways before him. The statement Though he slays me, it shows that Job found himself in a state of helplessness. He found himself in a state where he was expecting to die. He found himself in a state where he didn't expect any renewal of health or wealth or any repossession of what he once had. He said, though he slay me, though I may be going through this struggle and the struggle is getting worse, though this struggle may result in my death, he says, I will trust him. And that is devotion. Job understood that this is getting worse. He understood that this could result in my death, but his His remark was, I will trust him. His hope was still in God. He was confident that God is faithful enough to help him. And he says, I will trust him. He meant that I will wait on him and I will be devoted to him. When we go through our struggles, we must realize that God is still there with us and he is faithful enough to help us through our struggles. It is not that time that we should drift away from him, but it is, it is in that time that we should seek to draw even closer to him. For he has the ability and the power to help us through our suffering. Finally, in Job remark, he said, I will defend my ways before him. As I said before, Job was struggling with his friends because at that time, it was a popular philosophy or idea that a man of God only suffered if he was unfaithful, if he was not doing something that God wanted him to do. And so his friend charged him with insincerity. His friends, point blank, said, you have been unfaithful. They thought that all that had happened to Job was a result of his unfaithfulness. But Job said, I will defend my ways before him. Job meant that I will maintain my stand. Job meant that I will 
behave as the man that I am. A man that is upright. A man that fears God. A man that is sincere. Amen. That I will be a friend to God. I will not be an hypocrite. Job meant when he said, I will defend my ways. He said, I will stand up for myself and my faith and I will be ready to prove that my life has been according to what I teach, that my life has been according to the revealed will of God. Job was determined and he was dedicated and devoted to stick to God and the principles of God. And through our sufferings, that w- that's what we ought to be doing. Too many times when we go through our struggles, we, we find things to turn us away from God. Instead of sticking closer to God and, and deciding there and then to even prove more that God is worthy of our obedience, we drift away. But Job was devoted to God, and he said, to death. The idea was, to death, I will live according and for the will of God. There is a popular quote or saying that says, diamonds are made precious through pressure. If we want to be diamonds, then we have to go through some pressure. When they produce diamonds, it goes through intense heat. It goes through all sorts of pressure. To become that beautiful ring or necklace that we love to wear and that becomes so expensive. If we are willing to endure the pressure that life throws at us, then we too can come out as diamonds. Never in our sufferings are we to get to a point where we completely give up on God, but we are to be devoted to God. So Job was devoted to God. Not only was he devoted to God, but secondly, Job was dependent on God. Job was dependent on God. If many of us were placed in the position that Job found himself, we would complain. We would find all the reasons Why God doesn't love us. Why God is not a good God. But Job didn't whine or complain. Job praised. He still was dependent on God. In chapter 1 of Job and verse 21 it says, And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job understood that I brought nothing into this world. And when I die, I will bring nothing 
that I have from this world. Job understood that all I had that I lost was given to me by God. I brought nothing into this world, but all I had was as a result of the blessings of God. And he, when you think about it, if God was able to bless him with those things before, and he is the same God that did it then, then he is the same God that can do it again. And Job would have understand this, that he did not bring anything into the world, but because of the blessings of God, he had obtained all that he had. And so if it was God's will that he should lose them, so be it. And so Job maintained his dependence on God for, to provide for him again. In all that Job went through, he still glorified God and he was still dependent on God for his renewal. You see, when we depend on God, there are three things that we can learn and understand. Rather, if we're going to depend on God, we must understand and learn these three things. The first thing that we must learn and understand in our dependence on God is that God's way is not our way. And our way is not God's way. In Isaiah 55 and verse 8 and 9, the word of God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So many times when we are going through our different struggles, we think, why me? And we're trying to figure out why. And we we try to, to, to find all sorts of conclusions. But if we just stop and understand that our way is not God's way, if we just stop and understand that God's way is not our way, but His way is higher than our way, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, then it will help us through our struggles. Secondly, If we're going to depend on God, then we must understand that with God, all is possible. In Matthew 19 and verse 26, it says, Jesus, in his answer to his disciples, said, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I am not saying that we should not seek ways that we can find solution to our problems. But in our way of seeking solutions, we must depend on God to help us. And we must remember that with God, all things are possible. Thirdly, If we're going to endure our sufferings and if we're going to depend on God, then we must understand that 
every child, no matter how hard, brings something good. Every child, no matter how hard, can bring something good. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Aren't we called according to God's purpose? If we love God and if we're striving to do his will, and if we're living the lives that he will for us to live, then good will and can come from our struggles. When we think of characters like Joseph, when we think of Job himself and Paul, they endured struggles, they endured sufferings, but in and at the end of their struggles came a blessing. Job endured his struggles because he was devoted to God. He endured his struggles because he was dependent on God. And Job endured his struggles because he was diligent before God. We go through struggles and some of us have the tendency to sit back and do nothing. I am struggling with something. I want something. But I sit back and I do nothing. I am going through something. I'm struggling with something. I pray to God, but still I do nothing. You see, in our struggles and in the things that we want and we want to get away from or rid of or achieve, it is not just praying to God and doing nothing, but we are expected to do our part. We are expected to do what we can do to make it a reality. In Job chapter 2 and verse 8, it says, And he took for himself Job chapter 2, verse 8, it says, And he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. He meant, what? The word there, or the idea there, was while Job was going through while he was sick, and the, the, the scriptures, if for those of us that know the story of Job, his sickness, it, he was covered with um, sores and he had this problem. But it says, in that moment, Job was doing something. Job didn't just sit, but even before, as we said, Job was determined to defend himself before his friends and before God. 
Job was determined to prove that I am not going through these things because I am unfaithful. And it says Job was ready to defend him. He was diligent and ready to do what was required. So must we do when we go through our struggles. God is good. God is all powerful. God is wonderful. And with, all, with God, all things are possible. But the scripture teaches us that we are expected to do something as well. And too many times while we go through our struggles, while we're enduring and while we're going through, we sit back and we expect that it will just happen like that. But we must do our part. In Job 7, verse 36, 3 to 6, rather, Job 7, verses 3 to 6, it gives an idea of Job's state while he was sick. And Job said, So I am made to possess months of vanity, and wearisome nights are appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, When shall I rise and the night be gone? And I am full of tossing and fro unto the dawning of the day. My flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust. My skin is broken and became lostsome. My days are swifter than a weaver's shutter, shuttle and are spent without hope. It sounds sad. It sounds devastating. But it's amazing to think that a man that was going through this, in all of this, he still maintained that I will go through. And even if the end of this is my death, I will go through with God. In Job's state, he worshipped, he gave thanks, he glorified God, and he did what little that he could do. When we go through our situations, whatever it may be, if we are going to endure, if we are going to come out of it victorious, then we can, like Job, apply some of these principles. Show devotion to God. Know that he is higher and more powerful than us. Put your confidence in him. Prove your dedication by the life you live. Stand up with and for God. And use each of these struggles as a stepping stone, stepping stone for diamonds are produced through pressure. Depend on God. Don't whine, pout, and complain, but praise. Depend on God to provide. We must understand that his way is not our way. We must understand that with God, 
all things are possible. And we must also understand that with struggles comes blessings. We must be willing and ready to be devoted, diligent rather, before God. Don't quit on God. Don't use our struggles as excuses to not worship God and give him what he deserves. But find a way to still do what we can. We all have struggles. We all have those things in our lives that we need to endure. And I pray that by Job's example, that we will also be able to endure. The church is here to pray with and for you and to help you through those struggles. I pray that we all be blessed and that in our individual struggles, we will be able to endure as we invite our brother to lead us in our invitation song.